0: Given that I have moved twice and I'm about to move a third time, I, I definitely do feel like my design community is online and I like seek out more online sense of belonging rather than in person. This could also be pandemic related these days.
1: Welcome to Design Life. This is a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Charlie.
0: My name is Femke and today we're going to talk about environmental influences as a designer and how that kind of influences how you work as a designer. We actually got this as a topic request from a listener and I'm going to read out their question. They asked, I've been wondering how has your environment affected your life as a designer or if at all? I don't know if I'm the only one curious about this, but I've really been wondering how living in different parts of the world can influence your work from sort of more example, living in an artsy place or where there's larger design communities to culture and even the weather. I think this is a good topic for us, Charlie, because we've lived in multiple places, multiple countries, a mm-hmm. few different lived continents. In multiple
1: countries.
0: Yes. And so I think this is a good topic, especially because I'm just about to move as well. Uh, so maybe we can talk about how I'm feeling about that too. Uh, Uh, But before we get into it, let's do a little catch up. How's
1: it going? Things are going like suspiciously good, I feel at the moment. Like, I don't know, I feel motivated by work and it's been, I feel like a long time since I've felt truly motivated at work in this way. That's good. Like I'm just excited about future plans, you know, and I'm feeling that new year energy already, which is nice. Um, Been getting ahead on my video filming and stuff before I head to New Zealand and like, This time next month, I will be in New Zealand, which is just wild. Exciting. Slightly, that's slightly stressful. It's exciting and stressful because there's a lot of stuff to sort out before (laughs) then. But yeah, that's how I'm doing. How about you? Good. I'm good. I'm busy. Uh, My
0: community has been going well yes give us an update I have about yeah so I I don't know where I was when we last recorded but I think you were about at about 30 in the last episode and you said
1: 50 was your goal 50
0: was my goal okay yeah so I, I launched the community because I, I think I remember talking about how I first sort of did it to my newsletter first kind of like you know invited them in so I got about 30 from there and then I launched it publicly on a Monday uh, and my goal was to get 50 by the end of the year and I got 50 like within 24 hours which is kind of crazy i know i was really surprised and not expecting it Uh, and uh, it's been a week and a half as of recording this and i'm at around 70 members right now so it's like you know some slow and steady growth a couple of people trickling in every day which is exciting and uh yeah in the week and a half since i've launched i've done two live events had a couple of mentoring calls with members of the community and so things are going and I'm preparing like more events for December so Amazing. I'm excited but it's it's a lot of fun.
1: This is not an episode about live streaming community stuff so we won't go into this too long but I would just personally want to know did you notice a difference in the like attendance rate of the live stream you did because you get people to sign up beforehand right? Um, normally, yes. So, was there a difference in the attendance rate between the community one and the general public ones you've done? Definitely, yeah. There's like almost 100 percent show up there rate. There we go. That's amazing. Which
0: is a huge difference. Like in the past, for some of my live streams, I, I think I would get like 200 registrations, and then around 70 people show mm-hmm. up. Uh, and yeah, this time where it was the community only. Uh I also actually sold tickets, like $5 tickets to one of the live streams. Uh like just to anyone. And so I sold a few of those, not many, but that's fine. And yeah, pretty much everybody showed up. Community members who essentially got it for free as part of their membership, and then of course the folks who bought a ticket also showed up. So
1: yeah, that was cool. That's awesome. Yep, sounds like this is your idea working out how you wanted. So that's exciting. Yes, very excited. I will I will keep you all updated on the show how it goes. Good, good, good. But let's talk about this environmental influences because it wasn't until I read this question from this listener that I realized, hmm, you know what? I think it kind of has had an impact on me as a designer, the different places that I've lived. like, And I don't think it's necessarily on the design process itself, but definitely on me as a person and therefore as a designer. Like, I do not think... That I would be, I don't know, where I am today with the like, I don't know, the level of thinking that I do and um, definitely the experiences that I've had that have informed who I am if I had never left yeah. New Zealand, right? Right. I moved overseas to a country where my family didn't live and it was a big city. London had double the population of my whole entire home country in that one city. (laughs) And it did change me, you know, hopefully for the better, but that environment definitely had an impact on me. Curious for what your first thoughts were, Fem, when you read this, were you like, nope, doesn't have an impact at all? Or like me, did you realize, actually, yeah, probably had an impact.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I would have worked at Uber, for example, had I not yep. moved. Like, you know, coming from New Zealand where we do have some tech industry and some tech companies, but definitely not like the the big uh, headline tech companies that you hear of. And I feel like looking back to my time there, uh, there wasn't as much of a like UX, UI kind of product design community as much as in Amsterdam which is where I I moved to and so yeah I definitely think that moving to Europe which had that sort of design community and culture established a little bit more really did lead to me having like job opportunities that I don't think I would have had had I stayed in New Zealand and therefore I think has accelerated my career faster than I could have experienced back home
1: yeah yep Yep, yeah, that career acceleration, especially for you in starting in product design. I can totally see how that that was the case, yeah. What about you as a person? Have you noticed a change in yourself in the different places that you live? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh,
0: I feel like when I lived in Amsterdam, uh, I felt myself like become a bit more of like a, I don't know. I don't know how to describe this, but like the Dutch are not known for being like the friendliest people on the planet. Let's just (laughs) put it that way. Straight to the point people. Straight to the point, pretty blunt. And like, you kind of have to adopt that culture to like, survive and thrive in it and so I feel like I definitely inherited a little bit that while I was living there uh, just to like blend in and like you know move with the flow of how people work and how people interact with each other. Uh, I think like from a sort of design and work context it was very interesting working with a team of mostly Dutch designers and having that like bluntness come through even in things like giving feedback on my work or feedback on my performance like a lot of time I got very straight feedback or like you know what maybe a North American might consider slightly rude or like really mm. forward and like my little like kind New Zealand kiwiness of me at first like really struggled with that uh but yeah like I said I feel like I kind of eventually like adopted that into my not just like my my life and how I sort of navigated around Amsterdam but also in my work as well and how I work with other people
1: now that you've been out of Amsterdam for how long has it been now like two years two years yeah yeah now you've been out for two years been out you know what I mean <laughs> uh, have you noticed that like directness waning in you or like was that an issue when you first moved to Toronto when I first moved to Toronto definitely like I remember, like
0: specifically going to the grocery store and going to the checkout and I was just like completely ignoring the checkout person because (laughs) I'm very used to that and like in Amsterdam you don't even give each other eye contact really in that situation and then I remember the the checkout cashier just being like hi how's it going how's your day and I was like is she talking to me like somebody? <laughs> a stranger is asking me how how my day is, and so it definitely took some time to like unlearn some of those behaviors I've picked up. Um, and like coming from New Zealand, I feel like I like that happened relatively quickly. I've slipped back into my you know uh, non Dutch. Uh, you've embraced the Kiwi side of yourself more <laughs> yeah, than the Dutch side. <laughs> exactly, um, but I will say I am finding it more challenging at work to let okay. go of some of those things like one of the first things I like said to my manager at Well symbol when I joined was like, look, you need to know that I can be really blunt and I know this about me. I can be very direct and I know it makes some people uncomfortable and I, I know I'm aware of it and like give me feedback on it, but I just want you to know that like this is something I'm self-aware of and I know I do and I have this trait. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, we just recently did 360 feedback and I did get feedback about this in my okay. review from my peers. So, like, I'm aware of, of this and I feel like it's something I've picked up, you know, in like Dutch working culture. And uh, yeah, it has maybe stuck around a little bit longer or, or like too heavy than, than I wish it did.
1: Hmm. I don't know, though, like, I appreciate some directness that's something that I feel like I've noticed in between, this is not a country that I've lived in, but like working at a US company versus um, a British company where I was before. I feel like a British company, it was just, I don't know. It was very polite. And I feel like people, (laughs) I don't know how to say this well, but like you, it would be perfectly common for someone to talk behind someone's back. Right. Right. Like that was, that was a thing that you would expect to happen um, in, in a, in at least the UK companies I've worked at, like, you know, I would notice other people doing it to me, talking about someone else, and I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? Like, they're not in the room. This feels weird. Um, doesn't feel right. <laughs> but and I don't know if it's just ConvertKit that's like this. Maybe it is. But um, yeah, working for ConvertKit as a US-based company with a culture of like radical candor and honesty mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like caring for each other but also caring enough to give the tough feedback and be direct when needed and I've really appreciated that I do not think I would cope now at a company where I had to be like oh walk on eggshells around people and, yeah 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 like be be super careful I want to just like say what I'm thinking and have the other person know that it comes from like a place of caring yep. yeah yeah Totally. Yeah. I find
0: like the Canadian culture compared to the US is like a little bit more uh, like of the shit sandwich or like, mm. you know, where it's like, they'll give you a compliment and then
1: you can't give feedback without giving a compliment first. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Like they're really nice and kind. And I love that about them. Yeah. And it does create like a warm, safe environment. Um, But yeah. So I, I guess I've been like trying to Yeah, navigate my way through that with like the traits that I've picked up in the past from other cultures. And like, honestly, maybe they can
1: learn a little something from you on this as well. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh,
0: I've also found that like uh, living in Toronto, there is a huge like UX design community here, which Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting. Like, I didn't know that that existed when I moved here. So it wasn't like intentional, but. There are so many boot camps here. There's a huge like tech hub community. Like it's basically the tech hub of Canada. Uh, And so that's been really, really interesting. And like pre-pandemic, I was attending a lot of like design meetups and events. And like, there's a lot of conferences that happen here around like design and UX design, um, which I didn't experience as much in Amsterdam or definitely not in New Zealand also. I'm curious for you, like now that you're in Spain, like especially Mm. compared to London, what is that like? Like, what's the difference in sort of the design community and stuff like that? Yeah,
1: I feel like I haven't really found the design community yet here. Uh I have like basically my only friends here in Spain are designers, so I've found some community, you know, like I've found other designers. Yeah, but I I don't know. Well, and also. Almost the whole time I've been living here, we've been in a pandemic, so yeah. There's, I don't know of many meetups and like, I don't know, design conferences or anything like that that happen here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's interesting because I feel like it's harder to meet people, meet like-minded people. And I really, really enjoyed that about London, being able to go Mm. to meetups and design events. I wonder if that's something that I'll miss when the pandemic, well, pff, I mean, who knows when this pandemic is bloody going to be over, but you know, when events are a thing again, I wonder yeah. if that's something I'll miss and if I'll be like jealous mm. of the ones I hear about going on in London. Right now I'm not, right now I'm totally fine um, because I've got such a good online community of designers. But I wonder for you, fam, if this is something that you've thought about in moving to Vancouver Island, like yeah. how many design meetups are going to be there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you can start one?
0: Yeah, fun fact, actually like, I looked up recently what the like main industry of Victoria is. Yeah. And it's actually tech, which I was very surprised about. I mean that's not to say it's like the tech hub of Canada or like that it's, you know, got all the startups or anything, but There is actually a lot of like startups there, a lot of tech startups, mostly in the ad tech space, which is really interesting. interesting. So apparently tech exists, Uh, (laughs) so that's a thing, but uh, I have no idea what the design community is like there. I've met a couple of designers when I was out there visiting who I like got connected with purely through Twitter, as one does, Um, but in terms of like a wider community and like design events and meetups and conferences i'm gonna guess most of that probably happens in the city of vancouver uh not in victoria on the island where i'm going to be but i am kind of looking forward to being in pacific time where like i might be able to attend more virtual events that happen like you know in seattle or yeah. san francisco
1: yeah yep yeah. yeah the time zone thing is a uh... I think that's honestly part of the reason why I feel so much more connected to the online community since I moved to London versus when I was in New Zealand, just because of the time zone. Like it was just harder to connect with people online. You know, you would wake up and check the Twitter feed and it would be seeing what all the people were talking about last night for them. And now it's too late to get involved (laughs) in the conversation, you know? Whereas now I feel like I am a part of it much more than than I was able to be there, which is, yeah. I, I really appreciate that. That feels important to me. Yeah.
0: I, given that I have moved twice and am about to move a third time, I I definitely do feel like my design community is online and I like seek out more online sense of belonging rather than in person. This could also be pandemic related these days. I don't yeah. know. Yep. Um, But I guess like, you know, if you'd told me two years ago, I was moving to an island and going to like work full time remote as a designer, I would probably be very nervous and like, oh my gosh, there's going to be no designers there. Like I'm going to be stuck in this remote job forever because it's so hard to get another remote job. Like what is the future of my career going to look like living on an island versus now two years later where I'm like, not worried at all about living on an island. I'm like, there's so many remote jobs. Like, I'm going to be fine. Uh, And like, I've got my online design community and I know how to seek that out if I want more of it. So yeah, I I do feel like the pandemic has played a little bit of a role in that for me. And I'm like, I'm less worried about things that I think I would be more worried about two years ago if you told me I was moving to an island.
1: (laughs) Yeah, maybe this next question will be hard to answer because... Yeah, you. I mean, most of the time you've been in Toronto as well has been a pandemic, and same for me with Spain. But yeah, I'm curious of the the three, like you know, places you've lived so far as mm-hmm. a design professional. Which is the one where you feel like you were most inspired? When did you feel most inspired by your surroundings? I guess by the way of life that happened there, which mm-hmm, has been mm-hmm. your your favorite in that regard. Yeah,
0: I think I would have to say Amsterdam because the Netherlands has a very strong design culture not necessarily like UX or digital or like web design but just in general like infrastructure and like how things are built and designed and like just how things work there the day-to-day things is all very thoughtful and very well designed and so I I got really inspired and and felt a lot of influence just through my day-to-day of, like, navigating through that really, really well-established infrastructure, uh, and, like, a lot of, like, modern development too, right, Um, which is, you know, something in New Zealand that you don't often see, and so I think that really did inspire and influence me, and, I think I also felt more connected to the design community in Amsterdam. Again, this could be pandemic related. Like I did attend a lot of in-person events and I would see the same people at the events again. So it's like, hey, how's it going? Uh, and I, I haven't experienced that here in Toronto. So yeah, I think I definitely felt more, more of it living in Amsterdam. Yep.
1: For me, I think it would be London for like the general pace and like vibe of the Mm -hmm, city. mm -hmm. Like when you live in London, you just feel like you're a part of something because this is the city that is in so many movies and I still get excited to see London in movies. I'm like London, whenever it shows up on screen. That's really cute. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, you see streets, you know, and it's just got so much history to it. And and it felt like kind of fast paced and everyone's always on the go somewhere. And so that I use that as fuel for inspiration. But I will say that I feel like, despite it being mostly a pandemic since I moved here, I have been happier in life in general in Spain, which obviously feeds into being more healthy about work habits and like, um, you know, feeds into work as well. So yeah, it's interesting. I feel like what I need is the, for Spain and like the general slower pace of life here to be the normal, like the everyday. But then to make sure that in other times I'm traveling to like faster paced cities every now and then. You're getting that fix now and Yeah, <laughs> for that fix. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I feel, uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, New Zealand was, of course, definitely the slowest pace of life I've experienced so far. And I think Amsterdam was a little bit more Toronto. Toronto feels maybe similar to London and that like people have somewhere to be, like everyone's sort of hustling and bustling around, which I haven't actually enjoyed as much as I thought I would uh like being in like a really big city like was a little bit of culture shock coming from Amsterdam which is like so walkable it feels like a pedestrian city basically if anyone's been to Amsterdam you'll know what I mean uh like it took me like three months to get used to cars again because I'd never seen cars on the road for so long yeah I guess I'm curious now moving to Victoria and to an island like what that means for the next chapter of my design career and like I I do think my lifestyle will be a bit more chill there compared to living in Toronto. More outdoors for sure. (laughs) Definitely more outdoors, a bit more slower paced. I'm also like gonna be working from Pacific time for like an East Coast based company. So I think my days will look a little bit different because of that. Uh, So yeah, we will see how that goes. Um, I feel like a follow up maybe in
1: six months will be good. yes for sure to see how things are going yeah yeah what about like the the style of your work and I don't know like the design work itself do you feel like any one city that you've lived in has had more of an impact on that than others I don't know that's hard
0: I would say no I think what's been more of the influence for me is like the companies I've worked at and like them being like Uber, for example, being really established and having a very like I wouldn't say they're considered a leader in design, but you know, like they're kind of up there. And so that definitely influenced my work, I think, being exposed to that, which is something, again, I don't think I would be exposed to in New Zealand because we just don't have tech companies at that scale. And so I feel like that's been more of an influence on my style and design and and like my skills rather
1: than like the country I'm in. But I don't know. I'm curious if that's different for you. No, I think it's a similar thing for me. In that, it's mostly been about the the company that I've been working at and the environment that I've been in there. Yeah, I feel like zero, which is would you say that's New Zealand's biggest tech company? Zero, the accounting software. I would say that's a good bet. Yeah, probably because like that was my first job in tech, right? And so mm-hmm. that was that had a huge impact on me and my design process and style and everything being at that company and also joining at a time when the team was fairly small ish yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's still bigger than any other team i've worked on since but <laughs> 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 like fairly small but i also like it meant i got a lot of responsibility and to try things out early in my career which i really appreciated and i do think i'm thinking about the community aspect I feel like maybe Wellington is probably where I've felt the most design community. Oh, funny. But London is where I had the most access to other designers, if that makes sense. Like there was a lot of access, but you didn't necessarily really get to know people as much as I did in Wellington. Um, Right. Yeah, I feel like everyone in Wellington knew each other basically Yeah, because it's so small yeah and you knew the people who worked at the other like three tech companies in the city yeah Um, and you'd see each other at not necessarily design meetups but you know things like that on the street (laughs) yeah that's something that I really appreciated about Wellington was that it was a small city and that's what I like I hope that I will find here in Valencia once you know things open up more because it is such a small city I feel like I should know all the other Kiwis here for example like right I think they're probably all on Facebook and I do not wish to spend time on there to find them <laughs> that is totally fair yeah I wonder if
0: I'll have that experience when I move to Victoria because it's also like small uh and yeah I I do miss that a little bit like that small tight-knit group yeah um which is something you only really get in these like small cities right yeah yeah uh, yeah, that's really interesting.
1: I hope you find that for you in Valencia. I hope so too. But I also, like, like you, have a lot of community online, which I'm happy with also. <laughs> Speaking of time zones, which you brought up earlier about working in Pacific for an East Coast company, is that going to mean you have to get up really early? I mean, I don't have to. Okay. But like by choice,
0: I might try to a little bit. Usually my first meeting of the day is like maybe around 10 to 11 eastern time so that's like 7 to 8 a.m pacific time that's very early don't get me wrong it's (laughs) early uh but it's not like it's 5 a.m yeah it's not like it's crazy yeah uh and i kind of like the idea of being able to log off at like two o'clock and have the rest of the day to do what i want to do which is what i did when i was out there over the summer and like worked out there for a little bit temporarily we would like log on at seven log off at like three o'clock two o'clock sometimes and just like enjoy the afternoon and that was really really nice and so I might try to keep that going a little bit I feel like Wealthsimple even though they've hired folks across Canada is still very much like a Toronto east coast Mm -hmm. you know like they're like Meetings kind of get thrown on the calendar without much thought for like where folks are based, for example. And so I'm a little bit nervous about that, but also kind of hopeful that that will change as we continue to hire like remotely across the country.
1: Yep, totally. I've noticed a big shift in my workday because of the time zone of Spain. It's only an hour different from London, but it just, it feels so different working until like 7 p.m. some nights compared to working to 8 p.m which is what I do now. And I think it's also because in the past year I've been in a management role, so I have had more meetings. So it's meant that like the majority of the nights of the week I'm in meetings until in meetings. eight o'clock. Yeah, yeah, my time. But because in Spain, like eight o'clock is like the earliest time you'd ever have dinner, like restaurants <laughs> open at eight, um, you know, and it's more normal to go out for dinner at like nine, ten, even later sometimes. So yeah. I feel like that has been in my favor that i've shifted my work day later but also things in spain happen later and so that's okay (laughs) yeah yeah do
0: like things open later in the day too like is anything open at like 8 a.m or not really
1: oh yeah they are there well probably not at 8 a.m but um (laughs) things open in the morning and then they close for the afternoon oh right and so like there's been so many times i've like tried to go to the pet store at like 3 p.m. and realized, damn it, no, they close at 2.30 and they don't open again until six. Oh my gosh,
0: that's, (laughs) yeah, that's just like so foreign for like someone who hasn't lived in a country that has that is so strange because we're so used to everything
1: being accessible like all the time. (laughs) Yep, at all hours. Yeah, so that's been interesting and I feel like that has had an impact on myself as a designer and my work working later in the evening I think that it's made work take up more of my life because even though I'm like, okay, if I'm working till eight, I shouldn't start working till noon. Inevitably, I start before then because it's like, you know, in my lizard brain that it's nine o'clock and I'm not working yet. And I'm like, ah, I'm slacking, you know, it's 10.30 and I haven't even started. And I've got to like train myself out of that because it's come on, it's been two years now and I need to get over it. But yeah, that has had an impact on me working here and you know, for a US time zone company. Would you rather
0: it the other way around where like you start early in the day and can finish earlier or like?
1: I don't know, like maybe My past, if I could could become a morning person again, but like these days I'm like finding it difficult to get out of bed before nine, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. You've really (laughs) adapted to this lifestyle. I really have adapted.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so interesting how time zones, not just your time zone, but the time zone of your colleagues play a huge role in this, I feel. Huge role.
1: More so than any city or country you live in, probably. Well, I guess it's like the mix, right? Between where you live and where your company like, mainly operates in this remote world. Yeah. Is there any way the weather has impacted how you've shown up to work as a designer? Because that was one thing that this listener wrote in their question. I mean, on, like, really snowy
0: days, I wouldn't go into the office, so if that (laughs) counts, but no, seriously. Did it impact uh... your, like, mood
1: and things? Or, like, your motivation? Yeah, definitely. I
0: feel like it's impossible for this not to affect your mood and, I guess, how you show up. Especially right now where like we recently had daylight savings it's like suddenly gotten really dark really early uh it's been weird like as soon as it's dark I don't want to work anymore and so like my brain like once it's dark like my brain sends me this signal automatically that's like it's dark it's time to log off and so I'm like okay time to log off oh wait it's only four o'clock like maybe (laughs) actually (laughs) maybe I'm supposed to go for another hour or so um so Yes, that definitely does and I try especially now to like go out in the middle of the day to get some vitamin D, uh, you know, adjust that into my work schedule. Um so yeah, I would say that that has influenced me. I think New Zealand for those of you who like aren't familiar, it's like a pretty consistent like weather, climate, daylight situation. And so I really had to adjust to that when I moved to Europe. Uh, where it's like a bit more seasonal. Daylight is scarce in the winter, but there's a lot of it in the summertime. Um, That was very much an adjustment for me early on.
1: Yeah, I felt that in London for sure. The days when I would go to the office and then leave the office and the office was in a basement and you wouldn't see the sun the whole day if you like brought your lunch to work, you know. That sucks. And you didn't go outside to buy it, you wouldn't see the sun. So yeah, that was not great. And I think that the sunshine here in Spain is part of the reason why I feel so much happier here. Like, not even think, I know that's part of the case. You know, for sure. (laughs) I'm like leaning forward right now because there's too much sun coming through my window and it's like burning my arm. Oh my gosh. It's it's like November. So yeah, that's lovely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm curious, like moving to Vancouver Island where there is like a bit more of a mild climate, like not gonna get like really these big like snow situations anymore uh i think the daylight there is like slightly different but a lot rainier from what i hear so a lot more wet uh so we'll see we'll see how i adjust to that my i'm kind of maybe i'm being naive but i'm kind of like yeah it's just gonna be like new zealand like Hmm. pretty used to that kind of climate but i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong maybe i'll be proven wrong
1: And we will see. Like, yeah, let's definitely do another check-in in (laughs) in six months or so when you've been living in your new place and see if it's impacted your work at all. Let's do it. Well, where can people go to find more episodes of this show? You can go to designlife.fm and you can also find us on Twitter at designlifefm. I'd love to hear too if anyone listening to this has ever moved cities or countries or whatever you know during their working life did it change how you worked as a designer or as a professional um i'm curious to hear so please feel free to tweet us with your thoughts on that at design life fm good chat Fem. yeah we love seeing your tweets yeah talk next week talk next week Bye. bye